Coming up this week, hear all about my Alaskan cruise on the Norwegian Jewel. Welcome to this week's special bonus episode of To the Mouse and Back. I am calling this a special bonus episode because it is not Disney related, which I know is kind of crazy and different for this show. But uh, I had mentioned to a couple of the listeners that I was going on an Alaskan cruise. And several people said, I really hope you'll do a trip report because, you know, I'm interested in doing an Alaskan cruise. And I said, it's not Disney. And they said, I know, but I'd still like to hear about it. So um, I'm putting together just kind of a quick little episode. Well, I haven't recorded it yet. I'm hoping that it ended up being quick. Um, As you're listening to this now, you can look at the episode length and see if I was successful. But I wanted to just kind of give you an overview of what our trip was like. It was a fantastic trip. And um, I wanted you to know a little bit about it. I also know that there are a lot of people who are interested in cruising and have never taken a cruise, um, people who are, you know, have cruised Disney and are interested in trying out other lines, people who've cruised other places but never been to Alaska. So I'm hoping that this, you know, might give you some insight into whatever aspect of my trip you might find interesting. And for me, selfishly, it'll just be nice to kind of be able to take time and talk about it and be able to go back and listen to it in the future if I want. So obviously, it's just going to be me today. I don't have a guest um, and I don't really want to like interview myself because I am crazy, but I'm not that crazy. So uh, you're just going to hear a lot of me talking and uh, I'm going to try to kind of talk about the the big picture of the trip and then um, I'll break it down a little bit. I'm not quite going to go day by day, but uh, I'll talk you through a lot of the aspects of the cruise. So I hope that you find this helpful or interesting or, you know, just a really good time killer. Anyway, so what cruise did we actually take? So from September 23rd through September 30th, we were on the Norwegian Jewel out of Vancouver, Canada, and we went to Alaska visiting Juneau, Skagway, and Ketchikan. Now, Norwegian Jewel is part of Norwegian Cruise Line. This is my sixth Norwegian cruise, and I really, really like Norwegian. I have not been on a Disney cruise, full disclosure. I do have my first Disney cruise booked for 20 2021. I am excited about going on a Disney cruise, but I'm not a millionaire, so I can't afford to go on a Disney cruise as often as uh, I might like to. Disney cruises are really expensive. Now, I think you get what you pay for on Disney. I think that from everybody I've talked to, the service is just kind of an additional level of fantastic compared to most other cruise lines. Um, the you know the dining, the entertainment, you know everybody says that everything on a Disney cruise is great. So I'm very excited to go on one. But I'm a big fan of Norwegian right now for a lot of reasons. One is, like I said, it's it's affordable. Um, when you look at the prices, it's much more affordable. It's something you can do more often. They also just have more ships, so they have more options for cruises that you can do. Norwegian also does something called freestyle dining, where they don't have set dining times and tables that you sit at and stuff like that. It's all just open. So they have a couple of main dining rooms and other types of dining that you can eat at for free. And then they have specialty dining. Like there's most ships have an Italian restaurant, a steakhouse, a French restaurant. Um, They have, you know, a bunch of different things that there's an upcharge for. But for all of them, it's a, you know, do what you want when you want kind of thing. Now you do often need reservations 
questions and things like that, or you might end up waiting a while for a table if you go to peak time. So there is a trade-off, but I personally have liked the flexibility that we've had with Norwegian. Now we did this cruise specifically because my mom was turning 60 and um, I love my mom so much and she has been so fantastic to me my whole life and going on an Alaska cruise has kind of been on her bucket list and we really wanted to take her on this cruise, you know, as a birthday present for such a milestone birthday, just to, you know, do some small way of letting her know just, you know, how much I love her and how much my family loves her. So that was why we wanted to take this cruise specifically. So I'll kind of walk through the cruise a little bit from beginning to end. And um, I'm going to summarize some of the things as we go, because cruises are a little different from, you know, a Disney trip. You remember like each day, you know, we were at Epcot the same, we did this thing, but cruises, things blend together a little bit more. So I'll talk a little bit first about embarkation. So like I said, we left from Vancouver, Canada, which we are U.S. citizens. So it was kind of interesting just flying up to Vancouver and taking the kids through customs and all of that fun stuff. What's interesting about when you embark on an Alaskan cruise from Vancouver, you actually go through U.S. customs before you get on the ship so that you don't have to go through U.S. customs when you get off at your first port. So they go ahead and clear you through customs before you get on the ship, which is nice. Embarkation took a surprisingly long time. I guess maybe I've been spoiled on previous cruises, but uh, we were in something called the Haven. And the Haven on Norwegian Cruise Line is, I guess, kind of similar to like the concierge level of Disney Cruise Line. And I know that other cruise lines have something similar. So the Haven is where typically you're in a bigger room. Um, You do have a butler, which I know sounds super bougie, but um, it's really nice when you're on a cruise and you just kind of want to relax that you have somebody who you can call to bring anything to your room at any point that you need. Uh, You also have a concierge and you sometimes have access to like specific haven areas on the ship, which I'll talk a little bit about in just a minute. But it also kind of gives you faster access to things. So when you're on a Norwegian cruise, there's a separate check-in line for Haven guests. And usually it's faster. Uh, We waited just in the first, you know, initial checking in line for like... 45 minutes. It was a little frustrating. They had one agent who was helping to check in Haven guests. So it's not typically my experience to have to just stand and wait for that long, but it was unfortunately our experience this time. Luckily, that was kind of the longest wait that we had um, the whole cruise. So that was really nice. Once we actually got through that check-in process, they had just opened the ship to start to let people on. And when you're uh, in the Haven, you do get priority boarding on the ship. So, you know, they had everybody who was checking in at the time was kind of going to a queued off area where they had, you know, numbers and boarding groups and stuff to get on the ship. We didn't have to do that. One of the butlers actually just took us right on the ship and um, he took us right up to the Haven area. So on the Norwegian Jewel, they have a separate Haven area that has a little kind of semi-private courtyard. There's a pool and a hot tub and a a couple of steam rooms and just kind of some like lounge chairs and things like that. And our room was actually right off of that Haven area. So most of the staterooms on the ship weren't ready yet, but we were able to go straight to our room and drop off our stuff. Then he took us to Moderno, which is uh, at night. It's a, I know I'm going to say this wrong, a Caraskura, whatever is those restaurants where they come around with meat on swords. 
for dinner, it's that. But for breakfast and lunch on this ship, it's a restaurant that's only open to guests who are sailing in the Haven. Uh, so that's where we had our embarkation lunch, which was fantastic. Uh, they have shrimp cocktail available as an appetizer, which my husband and I look forward to nonstop. Uh, it's a little ridiculous, actually. But um, so our first impressions of the ship were really good. Um, we were able to get right up there. One thing that's interesting with the jewel is that you don't enter immediately into the atrium. You kind of enter into this like side hallway. And, you know, a lot of people venture into the atrium, but I do kind of miss, you know, some ships when you enter, that's where you enter into. So you have this first just like, wow, as you step on the ship. We didn't really have that, but I didn't mind because as soon as we saw the shrimp cocktail, we were like, wow. So it was all totally evened out. Um our stateroom was fantastic. I was really, really happy with it. So we had a two-bedroom suite. So basically what happens is you walk in the stateroom and there's kind of a hallway right in front of you. Off of the hallway to your left, there is a small bedroom. This is a, it's an inside bedroom. There's no windows um, and it's relatively small. It does have a couch that folds out into a bed and then an upper berth that folds down into like a single bed. And then there's also a bathroom in there. So this is where our kids slept. It was really nice because we were three and four hours off of their, you know, standard Eastern time zone. So it was kind of nice to be able to go in there and just shut the door and it was dark and they could sleep. Sometimes they still didn't sleep, but you know, it is what it is, but it was nice for them to have their own space. Um, so then if you keep walking into the suite from that hallway where you walk in, in front of you, there's kind of a living area that has a couch that folds out into a bed and um, a TV and then a table that seats four. There's a balcony off of that. Um, and then off of that kind of main living room area, there's a master bedroom that has a bedroom with a... It, I couldn't honestly tell if it was a queen size bed or a king size bed. I'm used to a king size bed and I slept pretty well. So whatever it was, it was big enough. Um, and then there's also a really large bathroom that has a large tub and a shower, both of which have like floor to ceiling windows, which is really neat. So the room is fantastic. It, when you're going with a larger family, um, you know, we had five of us. It was really nice to have all of that extra space. It did suck a little bit that my mom, you know, we were like taking her on this like fantastic birthday vacation and she slept on the couch that folded out into a bed in the living room. So uh, I wish she'd been able to have a little bit more privacy, but it was nice for us all to be able to be in the same room together. So I uh, definitely enjoyed that stateroom a great deal. So that night we ate dinner at Cagney's, which is the steakhouse on the Norwegian cruise line ships. And it was absolutely fantastic. Cagney's is really kind of one of their top restaurants. And we were really, really impressed with the food that we got and the service that we got. Um, that was my mom's birthday dinner. So we enjoyed that a great deal. I'll talk a little bit about dining as a whole, since I don't remember specifically all the meals we had each time. But I mentioned at the beginning that Norwegian has a couple of main dining rooms. So on the Norwegian Jewel, they have two main dining rooms. One is called Sars Palace. And this one is on the aft of the ship. It's really, it's pretty fancy. Um, it's one of the ones that um, kind of has a little bit of a dress code that you're supposed to dress a little bit nicer. And then they have another one called Azura, which is a little bit more casual. It's located midship. And uh, both of those typically serve very, very similar menus. Um, 
they do vary just a little bit at times. Um, but we were really happy with both of those. We preferred Azura because we had two little munchkins. I had my three-year-old and my six-year-old with us and Zara's palace just felt a little fancy for them, you know, whining about whatever random thing they insisted on whining about at the time. Um, so we enjoyed that a lot. We also did eat at a couple of the specialty dining places. So I mentioned Cagney's. They also have an Italian restaurant called La Cucina that um, Mike and I had a little date night one night and we ate there and we really, really enjoyed that. And then they have a French restaurant called Le Bistro that my mom and I ate at one night. Um, they have, you know, a lot of great kind of types of foods that you would expect to find in a French restaurant. They have the French onion soup, which is one of my favorite things, which is absolutely fantastic and creme brulee, of course. Um, But all of their specialty restaurants are great. Um, The upcharge tends to vary a little bit by restaurant. And some of them, it's a standard fee. You know, it might be $15 or $25 to eat there. And some of them, things are a la carte. Uh, Norwegian does also have, when you book your cruises, you can get uh, different kind of perks with it. So like if you are booking an ocean view stateroom, they might have five different perks and you can choose two of them. So those are things like um, a, an unlimited alcohol package, a dining package, you know, for a certain number of free dinners, internet package, things like that. Um, when you cruise in the Haven, if they are offering something like that, you get all of the things. So we were able to get the, um, we got unlimited alcohol and we also got a three night dining package, uh, our three meal dining package. So we were able to use that for these restaurants. So we didn't have to pay anything additional for that. Um, so the ports that we went to, the first one that we went to was Juno. And when we were at that port, we did a whale watching excursion and we were really, really happy with that. Uh, we booked our excursions through the ship because, um, I honestly just struggled a little bit as I was doing the research to, you know, find what I thought was the best tour operator. It's really, I, I have trouble, you know, trusting online reviews and things like that because, you know, I don't know for sure who, who posted those reviews. So we typically book things through the ship, even though I know we're paying a little extra for it, it does reduce some anxiety for me, you know, having to stress about like, is this legitimate or not? So, um, so we had just booked one through the ship and we were super happy with it. Um, they took us out on this boat. We saw a lot of whales. There was one humpback whale calf that actually breached twice. Um, I didn't see it the first time. And the second time I saw it, like as he was falling back in the water, because I had children who were needy and I was, you know, trying to do whatever it was that they needed at the time. Um, but we still got to see lots of whales, you know, see their tails kind of coming up out of the water. And it was also neat because on the boat, you know, they had a couple of snacks and they had, uh, they had hot chocolate and they had a bar. So I got several cups of hot chocolate with Bailey's in it, which was pretty enjoyable. Um, the next port that we were in was Skagway where we did something called the White Pass, uh, Summit train ride. It's this like train that goes up out of town and it goes up in the mountains and you get to see some just some really beautiful views of the nature up there. So that was really cool. Um, In Ketchikan, which was our last port, uh, I didn't actually leave the ship. I uh, hung out on the ship and spent some time in the spa and just kind of relaxed a little bit because it had uh, it had been a long week. I like to tell people that it was a really fun week, but it wasn't a vacation. It was just 
parenting from an alternate location. So uh, it was kind of nice to just have, you know, a day where the ship wasn't completely full and we were able to just kind of enjoy some of the some of the things on the ship. My mom and my husband and my daughter left. They did a little bit of shopping, which was kind of really close there. Um, But otherwise, we didn't really do a whole lot that day. We did have a couple of sea days on the ship, and there were a lot of really great things that we took advantage of on the sea days. One of them was the kids club. Now, the kids club on Norwegian, I don't think holds a candle to the kids club on Disney. And I'm actually really glad that this is the first kids club that my kids did, because I do think that if they had done Disney first and then did Norwegian, they would have been like, what is this garbage? Because I've seen pictures of some of the kids clubs on some of the Disney cruises, and you know, they've got like built in play area type things and all kinds of crazy stuff. And, um, the kids club on Norwegian, my kids had an absolute blast, but it was more just, you know, the kind of counselors or whatever they're called in the kids club. They organized all kinds of activities and stuff that my kids absolutely loved and they had so much fun. And there were several times that We gave them choices between, you know, going to the kids club and doing other kind of fun stuff with us. And they were like, we want to go to the kids club. They had so much fun. So um, I definitely recommend checking out the kids club on Norwegian cruises. It also freed me and my husband and my mom up to do, you know, some more grown up things like taking a nap without my children waking me up, you know, things like that. Very important. Um, We spent a lot of time in the courtyard in the Haven area. Like I said, we did have a pool in there and a hot tub. So it was really nice. You know, the pool is a lot smaller than you would see, uh, you know, on the like top deck of the ship, but there were also way fewer people in there. And one of the really neat things about the Haven is that it's actually covered. There's a retractable roof over the Haven courtyard area that when they're in Alaska in September, they keep closed. So it keeps it a really pleasant temperature in there, both in and out of the water. And then the, um, the Jewel has a Haven courtyard attendant who comes there who, you know, takes drink orders and will, you know, deliver food and things like that. So it was really nice to just kind of go out there with a book or with my phone and just play garbage games on my phone and just zone out for a little bit. Um, so so we really enjoyed that. We also spent some time on the spa. Uh, they have something called the Thermal Suite that you can purchase access to. I think Disney has something similar. I think it's called Rainforest something. I don't remember specifically, so I don't want to speak to it without knowing. But on Norwegian, um, this is an area that you can get access to. And they have some areas that are separate men's and women's areas and then some unisex areas. So uh, in the Jewel in the kind of women's locker room area, there is a steam room and a sauna. There's also a hot tub in there, as well as a plunge pool, which was really, really, really cold. So I did not get into it. Um, And then there's just kind of a quiet area that looks out over the back of the ship. And then in the unisex area, there are these uh, heated tile loungers that are absolutely fantastic. They are, you know, kind of curved. I'll try to put a picture of these in the show notes. Um, So they're really, they're hard, but they're comfortable to lay on and then they're heated and they look out over the back of the ship, which is really neat. And then there's also a hydrotherapy tub that's like a hot tub, but instead of sitting in it, it's designed for you to actually kind of lay down in it and just your head sticks up out of the water. So um, that was really great too. So we definitely enjoyed that. One of our sea days was spent in what's called Endicott Arm. 
Endicott Arm is a fjord in Alaska that's basically kind of this narrow passageway that goes between these two kind of high mountain areas. And basically the ship just sails down it. And at the end, there is a glacier called Dawes Glacier. And then it turns around and then it comes back out. But it was absolutely stunningly beautiful. Just, you know, being able to see the scenery really close up was fantastic. We got an invitation on our door the night before that said that while we were sailing through Endicott Arm that um, I mentioned that we have a we had a courtyard in the Haven but we also had a private sun deck and they were going to be having like a viewing party thing like I don't know what it was really called uh, up on the sun deck and um, we were kind of like eh, whatever you know we may go up there we may not and we were just down on the promenade deck and you know looking at some of the views and it was really pretty and our concierge happened to walk by and he was like why are you not in your private sun deck viewing area and we were like well you know we were already down here and he was like trust me you want to go upstairs so we went upstairs to the sun deck and most of the time it's uh, 16 and up you know just to keep from screaming children up there but they took that sign down during the day that we were doing this so that our kids could go up there as well. And it was absolutely breathtaking because being up on basically the top deck of the ship, we were able to have 360 degree views of everything around us. And it was also really nice because they had thought of everything. They had, it was really cold. It was like 40 something degrees and the ship's moving, you know, at a pretty good pace. So it's kind of, it's not windy, but you know, it's, it's cold. And um, there was somebody walking around, there were several people walking around with uh, piles of blankets and they were like, oh, are you cold? Here's a blanket. And there was a table down at the end that had coffee and hot chocolate and mimosas. And the butlers were walking around with uh, trays of food if you got hungry. I mean, it, they really had thought of everything. It was so enjoyable. And I honestly think it was a highlight of our trip, just being able to see these stunning views. Um, it was interesting as we got up closer to the glacier, there are all these kind of large pieces of ice in the water that had broken off from the glacier. And several of them that we saw had seals laying on them who had come up out of the water. And uh, so that was really, really cool to be able to see that. So the ship itself, so the cruise itself was absolutely fantastic. Um, when we got back to Vancouver, they did unfortunately kick us off the ship, which was very disappointing. But disembarkation was really easy. The way that Norwegian does disembarkation, you have a couple of options. If you can carry all of your luggage off, if you don't need them to take any of your luggage for you, you can do, I think it's called easy walk-off disembarkation, where you basically just kind of get in a line, you take all your stuff, you get off the ship once they announce that, hey, you can disembark now. If you have, you know, larger bags that you need them to help carry, you get these colored luggage tags based on what time you want to leave the ship. You put them outside your room the night before you put the tags on them and then they will call colors and say, okay, we're ready for orange tags. We're ready for blue tags. Um, if you're in the Haven, Rather than having to, you know, wait for a thing to be called and then go stand in a potentially long line to get off the ship, they give you a meeting area near the exit to the ship and they kind of take people in batches and they basically take you to the front of the line to get off the ship. So it's nice to not have to spend a ton of time. Of course, after that point, 
you're not special anymore. You have to kind of wait in, you know, any lines to uh, to clear customs to get to get back to reality. But they do make that pretty easy. We did take an airport transfer that was organized by the ship. So we just went and found our luggage and then we got on our bus to take us to the airport. So it was a fantastic trip. I loved it so much. I would do it again in a heartbeat. If you are a first timer who is thinking about going on a cruise like this, I do have a couple of tips for you. Um, if you are on Norwegian for the first time and you've been on other cruise lines, but you're trying Norwegian, I highly recommend you research a little bit about the restaurants that are on your ship, know what's available to you, know what's an upcharge and what's not. You can make your reservations ahead of time online if you want to do that. You know, as crazy Disney people, this is something that we're very used to deciding six months in advance where we want to eat. I will admit that I didn't make any reservations ahead of time because I kind of just resented anyone other than Disney telling me that I needed to do that. And of course, they didn't tell me I needed to. They just said I could if I wanted to. Um, So I didn't make any reservations. But if you already know that, hey, you know, our last night on the ship, we really want to eat at that steakhouse. We really want to go to Cagney's. You can go ahead and make that reservation so that you have it and, you know, know that you're able to do the things the days that you want to. If you are in the haven for the first time, definitely recommend, definitely make sure that you explore all of the areas that are available to you. So um, the courtyard, the sun decks, um, some Haven ships have a dedicated Haven restaurant that's open, you know, for all three meals. You know, there are definitely areas that are going to be available to you that probably won't be as busy as other places on the ship, which is really nice. If you are in the Haven please be sure to use your butler. You know, it's funny because people sometimes are like, oh, you know, I don't want to bother him for this. I don't want to call her for this. They're there for a reason. And, you know, they want to make your trip special. Now, I have to say that your butler and your concierge and some other roles like the kids club staff, they are not included in the daily service charge. So if you haven't been on a cruise before, most cruises charge a daily service charge. And this, depending on the cruise line, is anywhere from like $10 to $20 per person per day on the ship. And what they do is they take this money and they divide it out between the people who are serving you. Now on Norwegian, because you don't have, you know, a dedicated wait staff. So it's really difficult to tip individual people who've been helpful to you because you might have a different waiter every single night. So you pay into this service charge and they distribute that money between the wait staff and the room stewards and people like that who are providing service to a variety of people all across the ship. So uh, that's a really good way to make sure that everybody who provides service to you, you know, is covered by a tip. But there are some people who don't participate in the daily service charge money. So like I mentioned before, the butlers, the concierge, the kids club staff, um, the spa staff, things like that. Um, so you want to make sure you are tipping accordingly. Now, you'll, you'll see all kinds of recommendations online for how much to tip them. But in my mind, it all comes down to how much you use them. You know, if you don't use your concierge ever and, you know, you maybe ask them to one time schedule a dinner for you, then, you know, you don't need to worry about tipping them a ton. 
But if every single night you're calling them and trying to get them to, you know, get you into these restaurants that are booked and you're asking them to hold seats for you in the theaters and, you know, all kinds of things like that, then yeah, you want to make sure you tip accordingly. And the butler is going to be the same way. If, you know, all you're using the butler for is to have a couple things delivered to your room that they're autumn, you know, they bring snacks every day and things like that, you know, and if that's all you're using them for, then you don't need to worry about tipping too much. But, you know, we several times asked our butler, you know, we said, our kids are tired. We can't take them in public tonight because they're screaming. So could you bring us, you know, this food from these restaurants and deliver it to the room and, and, you know, have it ready for us. And he did that. And that was a great way for us to just kind of relax and enjoy the trip. But we also wanted to make sure that we tipped him accordingly. So that is my Norwegian cruise. I hope that you found this interesting and informative and whatever, because either way, we had an absolute blast. And um, I really hope we get to go back to Alaska again someday with, you know, just the changes in the climate and stuff these days. That area is changing very rapidly. So even in five or 10 years, it's going to look really different. And in 20, 30, 40 years, it's going to look very, very, very different. So if you have an Alaska cruise on your bucket list, if you can do it sooner, rather than later, I highly recommend it. So thank you so much for listening. Be sure to check out the show notes if you want more information about some of the things that I mentioned on this episode. And um, of course, this is a Disney trip report podcast. So if you have Disney trips that you have coming up this year or next, especially next year, because I still have lots of open spots next year, um, definitely submit your trip. The details about how to do that are in the show notes. All right. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at mouseandbackpod. Please rate this podcast or leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to the show, but most importantly, have an awesome week. Bye, everybody.